In this episode, we're trying something a little bit new. We're adding a collection of short stories to talk about Julius Caesar and his debacles. Short snap stories all put together. Hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about fame, sex, a little bit of drug use, and we're going to do it in a classy way by talking about history, not in a trashy way in the tabloids, because apparently the only thing that separates the two is time. We're going to talk about the love life of Gaius Julius Caesar. We're only going to talk about what he did in the bedroom, in the bathhouse, in the streets, in Gaul, in Egypt, in Algeria, <laughs> in a lot of places. Before we get into that, Mike, how are you doing and what are you drinking? <laughs> well, with that opening, I thought you were going to say we're going to be talking about Charlie Sheen or we're going to talk about Roman rules apply, but... uh I'm drinking some uh, Pennington uh, whiskey, and I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I got some Kona Brewing Ale here, um, and I believe I'm not. I'm gonna say Caesar. I know the uh, correct way to pronounce it is actually like Caesar. Not gonna do that. Sorry. I know it's right. I'm not doing it. But he came to powers in the fighting in Gaul, came back as a hero, and became dictator. But uh, we're only pretty much going to talk about the fun stuff. So, there's a lot of speculation, and a lot of this, people believe, stemmed from political rivals, because just like today, we like to make fun of people for what they do in the bedroom. So, Caesar, like most nobles, probably started having sex pretty young and started having sex with slaves. He fucks. He definitely fucks. Oh, yeah. Caesar gets around. Over the course of his career, he's had three wives. He's had, there's multiple children that are just alleged. I mean, I feel like this is the, the discount version of um, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, yeah. Like, I feel like there's a surprising number of people who are related to Caesar, if I had to guess. I wouldn't put it past him. So, let's go through Caesar's wives, I guess, first. So he's had three wives. His first wife died of... Nick, you sure it wasn't three wise men? Because with the rumors of Caesar... Yes, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. So this is part of the... I guess this would technically be placed before his wives, so we'll talk about it. And I can't really confirm this, so I'm take this with a grain of salt. Well, so we do know that Caesar was an... I always mess up this word. Effeminate man. So he's had more... Uh, feminine tendencies than uh, you would think the uh, dictator of Rome would have. And the rumor is that he was really into cross-dressing when he was a child. And later on, you'll hear later in the podcast, we go into detail about how he allegedly took it from a king, I forget his name, but the king of uh, Nicomedes, or King Nicomedes, of Bithynia, and uh, which is frowned upon in Rome, you're only allowed to dish it out. You can have sex with men as long as you are the giver and not the receiver. Nick is an expert in this, so I I've definitely taken his advice on it. Yes, as long as you blurt out no homo at the end, you're fine. <laughs> 
That's where the rule came from. That's why it's no homo. It's it's Latin. <laughs> that's Oh, that's so dumb and I love it. Uh, thank you. Just thought of that. So, his first marriage to Cornelia lasted about 20 years. It was a long time. She birthed a daughter, Julia, and then he married and then he married after Cornelia died, he married his second wife, Pompeia, and then there was a scandal, and long story, sh- what happened was there was this ritual that only women were allowed to attend, and his wife was leading it. This guy went in there in order to seduce his wife, and then dressed as a woman, and basically Caesar said, because at this point he was the religious leader of Rome, and he said... Well, my wife, as the Pontifus Maximus, I have to be above reproach, and that includes my wife. We have to be, you know, noble Roman citizens, so I'm just going to divorce her. And then after that, he married Calpurnia. That was the, the last wife, and she was married to him when he was killed. Now, his legitimate children would be, uh, like I said, his daughter Julia, and then Caesarian who is the daughter or is the son of Cleopatra, the famous Egyptian queen, who I think pretty much everybody knows about. And then he mm-hmm. he adopted Mark Anthony's a sloppy seconds. He I think Antony was the sloppy seconds. Anthony right. picked up seconds. I think that's what I just said. Oh, okay. Could be wrong. I'm not very good at English sometimes. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. Uh, guess I misunderstood. But he has a lot of suspected children. And of the notable suspected children, and this one I don't think is true, but uh, Brutus, who we'll talk about later, the famous Brutus, Marcus Junius Brutus, his mother, uh, Servilia, who Caesar has been having an affair with for like 40 years, but that meant that Caesar would have had to father. Caesar was 15 when he was born. So 14 years old is kind of early, but not out of the realm of possibility. So Especially for ancient times? Especially Ooh, for it's... ancient times. But they're both kind of like nobles, and it's kind of frowned upon in that culture, I guess. Like, you're not supposed to be fooling around. I like mean, that. Roman orgies are a thing. But that was more of a lowerish class thing, I thought. Couldn't the, tell you. The, the nobles are supposed to be have a little bit more character and virtue, and and I think we, we might do a whole podcast on it later. I'm not sure, but after all the the Caesar and Antony and the fighting that for the with, that takes place after he was killed led to these new virtue rules to apply basically for forbidding divorce and basically saying the faults of the past were in just because of bad characters and, and people found fun ways around divorce. Like, Oh, well you can't, uh, it's like, you can't meet up. It's like, they had a rule. Like you couldn't, you couldn't be alone with a member of the opposite sex, like in a house. It's like, well then they just go have sex, like in a bathhouse or they'd rent a hotel or like, you know, some shit like that. So they they just kept finding ways around these rules to to have affairs or get out of having affairs or get out of going to jail for having affairs, I should say. Talk about charisma being 
Yeah. So next, he had another daughter, Junia, with Servilia again. Like I said, it's been with this woman for 40 years, so her children are most mostly suspected to be Caesar's. And then he had another son, Decimus Junius Brutus Albinus, who became a Roman general and it basically investigated Caesar's death. And then of famous people that Caesar had sex with, we talked about Cleopatra and Servilia. And then he also had sex with the queen of basically modern Algeria. And I'm going to try and say it, and it's not going to be right. Maritania. Maritania is the... Maritania? M-A-U-R-E-T-A-N-I-A. Maritania? I don't know. See, the key, the key is, Nick, when you're bad at languages, you just say it really fast, and it sounds like it's right. But he also had a lot of fun when uh, he went to Gaul. And he, as... Let's see. Basically... I'm trying to think of how to word this. Let's just say, so Caesar had to pay his military somehow, right? So when they sacked, you know, different places with the the legions, they would take gold and all sorts of stuff, including people to use as slaves to create money to pay troops and just as the spoils of war. And from the stories of his soldiers, Caesar was a uh, was a big fan of partaking and Suetonius who was like a, you know one of those people who there's like a, a group I'm trying to think of what we call them anyway some of those the book the the stories that people wrote at the time about these people that made it to present day like stuff Cicero wrote and but at the time even though we know that this is what they wrote we also know they wrote it with the slant so we don't know how true much of this is but they talked about he talked about all the different ways that Caesar would have sex with the uh what you I guess you would call them slaves. Royalty the time? Well, no, slaves. the slaves like from Gaul. Oh yeah, like, slaves. Where he slaves. conquered. Yeah. So and then they have um Caesar supposedly was really into fellatio, which is uh <laughs> in, into receiving, which is kind of like a frowned upon practice in Rome, I guess. Not really sure where that came from, but... Thank God it's in the past. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's as, as a little secret. But apparently not that secret since it was wrote, wrote about. But also Caesar had a lot of enemies, so it's hard to say what's true and isn't true because a lot of this could just be slander. But yeah, and then uh, he would basically just like have women come into his or slaves come into his tent and like sit in certain positions and then he'd just go crazy and then uh yeah so yeah and um but caesar spent so much money in gaul that his soldiers had a little song it says it goes watch well your wives we bring a blade a bald pate master of the wrenching trade the gold was spent on many Gaelic whores, exhausted now, thou's come to borrow more. Basically, Caesar was going from place to place to get money to pay his soldiers because he spent all his money on whores, is what they were saying. You know, the best people are children being honest and soldiers having free time. It leaves the most chaotic things ever. So, we're going to get into two stories later on 
about uh, Caesar reading a sex note in front of the Senate, and we're going to talk about Caesar having sex with the dude. So that's the, this is what passes for uh, entertainment these days, I guess. So we are <laughs> we are bringing it to you. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like that someone should do a whole show. It's just like, um, it's just like E and like all that like Hollywood shit, but it's like ancient times. I don't know. There might be something there, but uh, I just think it's interesting. And I think it's interesting how if you watch like entertainment today and like see what's going on in Hollywood, it's trashy. But if we talk about Caesar's sex life for 20 minutes, it's it's informational. Just depends on how famous you are, I guess. Yep. Well, not really. It just depends how much time has passed. (laughs) But that's all I had before we get into it. So unless you had anything you wanted to add. No, it's good to know that Caesar was a hound dog. We're going to talk about one of the most gangster moments in history. In 64 BC, in the Roman Senate, Caesar and Cato were arguing over the Catiline conspiracy. And what that is, is a Senator Catalina basically tried to throw a coup and take over an election, force an election, and, and take the consulship from away from Marcus Tullius Cicero. And so they were are kind of doing an investigation in the Senate about who was involved because, well, they wanted to know, you know, who the main characters were. And like most coups, it's not entirely clear. And Caesar, a man of the people, was arguing that they should be lenient on the aggressors, on the people who were doing it. They shouldn't basically should just go through the normal procedures of a trial and not do anything drastic. And this made Cato even more upset at Caesar, thinking that Caesar was involved because why would he want anyone to go easy on these guys? And this made him think that Caesar was involved in the conspiracy. And during the argument, a note was passed to Caesar. What did the note say? Cato thought he had a gotcha moment. He wanted to know what the note said too, Mike, because he thought it was a note from the conspiracy side and he was about to expose Caesar for being part of the conspiracy in front of the whole Senate. So Caesar began reading the road out loud. And uh, I'm going to read you the actual excerpt that Pluto wrote. Now, since we must not pass over even the slightest tokens of character when we are delineating, as it were, a likeness of the soul, the story goes that on this occasion, when Caesar was eagerly engaged in a great struggle with Cato and the attention of the Senate was fixed upon the two men, a little note was brought in from outside to Caesar. Cato tried to fix suspicion upon the matter and alleged that it had something to do with the conspiracy and bade him read the writing aloud. Then Caesar handed the note to Cato, who stood near him. But when Cato had read the note, which was an unchaste letter from his sister, Servia, or Servilla, to Caesar, with whom she was passionately and guiltily in love with, he threw it to Caesar, saying, Take it, thou sought, and then resumed his speech. He had intercepted a, love note. a dirty note from his sister to Caesar. Yikes. So his sister kind of got around. She, uh, she, this is like her second marriage, and she had a son from the previous marriage, and she, I guess the husband was okay that she was having an affair with Caesar. Um, Can you really say no <laughs> at that point? Yeah. So <laughs> there is one more interesting fact 
so Servia, Servilla, I, I just like listened to a thing how to pronounce it and I forgot, but I think it's Servia or Ser, I think it's Servilla, Servilia, I think, had a few children. One of them had a pretty familiar name that you'll recognize, Mike. Isn't it, uh, I think, isn't it the one who would eventually become Caesar? It's Brutus. Oh, it's Brutus. Oh, well, it was kind of Caesar's son. I mean, Brutus was loved by Caesar until, uh, well, read Shakespeare's play if you want to figure out the ends at that story. Yeah, so she was had an affair with uh, Caesar for a long time. I think, was it like two decades? So 20 years. And, uh, and it lasted, I guess, until he died. And so maybe th- there was more to the Brutus thing than... In power. That's what I'm thinking. Stop, stop doing my mom. <laughs> yeah, stop sleeping with my mom. But uh, I still think that's one of the most gangster moments in history. Of hey, wh- what does that note say? Oh, uh, it's a note from your sister who I'm having sex with. Big yikes! Lots of yikes. Oof. Yep. And um, there's, I looked it up. I couldn't find anything either way of whether the note was purposely planted, like. Caesar tried to embarrass Cato with that fact, but I, I couldn't find uh, an answer. It's a good question. Say uh, Caesar being a technician, it is a possibility, but also wouldn't be surprised if uh, just bad luck happened. Yep, and uh, I apologize to all you Roman fans. I know I mispronounced Caesar, and I know I mispronounced Servia, but I am pretty sure I got Cato right. Today, we're going to learn how Caesar was able to raise an armada, and also why in Roman culture you can dish it out, but you can't take it. But before we get into that, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Well, we're back to Rome. I feel like I should be drinking wine, but unfortunately, I'm just drinking some water. Well, in the year 80 BC, uh, Gaius Julius Caesar was sent to Bithynia to raise—he needed a, a naval fleet, and his job as an appointed— ambassador is to go get that fleet so he went over to Bithynia and met king nicomedes and he took a little bit of time uh you know hanging out in Bithynia, spending time with king nicomedes rumors kind of started to circulate that they were uh they were engaged in sexual activities and this is where it gets confusing if you look at the story through the eyes of someone alive today so in Roman culture, you could have sex, guys can have sex with guys, and girls can have sex with girls, but you can't, you don't want to be the guy who's getting fucked. You can. You want to be the pitcher, not have, the catcher. Yeah, you want to be the pitcher, not the catcher. You can dish it out, but you can't take it, because when you're taking it, and then that implies that you are beneath that person, that's seen as a feminine act. So to give you an example, and this is a... I guess we should have got a disclaimer. This is not going to be a PC podcast. Uh, when the fuck is our, P- our podcast ever PC? <laughs> it's usually not sexual, I guess. So put, put that warning up there now. So if a man ate a woman out, he was receiving. So he was the feminine one in that, which is why a woman could dominate a man sexually because you think, oh, like... How could you receive? So this is why oral sex was not very popular in Rome is because like you were very clearly receiving, like being the, the non-dominant. This is 
it's kind of hard to tell as far as I can tell. Don't quote me on this particular part. It seems like this is more of a uh, higher level Roman society, more worried about you know, this kind of stuff of status. But at the same time, you know, as, uh, I see a lot of quotes that mention this is more for higher levels people. But at the same time, this did imp like rumors spread around Rome about Caesar and this king. So it doesn't to me that doesn't seem like you know if if soldiers are talking about it. That seems like an everyday kind of thing. Yeah, well, it has come up multiple times that Caesar got his salad tossed. Yeah, well, but then that, he would be giving, so it does. that's fine. Nothing with my pun there? Oh, disappointing. Oh, damn it. I didn't I didn't even write over my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you set me up real good, and I just... <laughs> well, good thing uh, you're not pitching. You're only catching. Uncalled for. And so that's... You know, and this is why in our day and age, you see people are like, oh, Caesar was bisexual. It's like, N I mean, technically, yes, but that wasn't even like a consideration. Like men and men could have sex with men and women could have sex with women, although it was less common. But that's it wasn't like a taboo. Like it wasn't it wasn't this thing that it is now. Like it was just wasn't even a thought, wasn't categorized. So I guess in the if the categories we're putting up, you could say he was bisexual but that's not looking at history through the lens of history which is what you know we're, we're trying to do here even if it is talking about a somewhat hilarious subject <laughs> i just i just love how too there's always a moment of doubt in my mind because like the soldiers are saying it i'm like soldiers say a lot of messed up things like i wouldn't be surprised if they're just like talking the shit oh yeah so caesar went and uh must have uh, must have performed well, as they say, <laughs> because he he got his fleet. But it was I, I feel like this is a scarring moment in his life because he was pissed about this because a lot of rumors started to spread that he received from King Nicomedes, uh, and he got a lot of different titles that came out of this. One was the Queen of Bithynia, which is where Nicomedes is the king of Bithynia, making him the mistress. Um, so that came up a lot during his career. Uh, another little song people would sing is Caesar laid the Gauls low and Nicomedes laid Caesar low. Damn, that's good. That's clever. And uh, there's, let's see. So they um, they called him the, the bald adulterer and every woman's man and every man's woman. They so were savages. Yeah, and this comes down to, so every woman's man, basically because Caesar had sex with most of his political rivals' wives. Like, it's, he was just out there. Slaying dick. Banging everybody. Yeah, laying, laying aqueduct, if you will. <laughs> well, I guess he got all those rivers wet, definitely. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. There's just too many puns. All right. But yeah, this, all this, all the, uh, you know, Jokes on Caesar and stuff really pissed him off. And uh, I, I think that's what spurned him to just go out and have sex with everyone's wives. And uh, obviously, Caesar denied it. And um, But that kind of, you know, like it always does, made it worse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so he at one point would pay people to sing opposing songs about him to, I don't know, like offset. Like he's buying some good press, I guess, you know, you're using try, trying to take up some space no one else is he's basically just trying to get rid of that now in the first time i had heard this story 
is that this wasn't true uh, as far as i can tell is that uh caesar got so pissed he went back and killed nicomedes but i have not been able to find that i thought that would have been a more hilarious ending to the story yeah so it's kind of a shame but uh to finish it off in 74 bc get when king nicomedes was finishing his term he basically gave his kingdom to be a part of rome and the roman senate brought him into uh, basically brought him into rome as a, a new province and uh the people someone mithridates wanted the kingdom and it started a whole another war so as one naturally does yes and uh yeah so that's that's a story of how you can in Rome, you can dish it out and you can't take it. It's a story of how to raise an army. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some things stick with you, I guess. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I just think that that's, like, we've advanced so far as a society from the days of ancient Rome. Have we, though? <laughs> but it's still fun. It's still funny to make fun of someone for getting it in the butt. <laughs> I... And there's something there's something comforting about that fact. <laughs> I I just really hope those songs still exist somewhere. Oh, I'm sure you could find them. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I didn't look for them at all, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Well, that's all I had, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.